Welcome to Speak the Truth, a podcast devoted to giving biblical truth for educating, equipping, and encouraging the individual and local church in counseling and discipleship. Hello, hello, hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> it sounds like you were just walking to a department store. <laughs> Hi, how, hi, how can I help you? Would I be a good greeter? <laughs> you would. You would. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'd probably get tired of people at some point. No, you'd have Walking a lot of energy, in. and then you'd be, and the then type, I'd be exhausted. You'd be the type that would forget to say hello to everybody walking in because you start conversations with other people. Exactly, you and then no one's person. manning the door anymore. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. You know me very well. Yeah, mm. Shauna, our loss prevention has an increase since you've been at the door. <laughs> <laughs> I would be so nervous if someone stole something. Like, have to go after them. I don't know how people do that job. Right? I Wouldn't you it. be so nervous to mm-hmm. be like, "Excuse me, I need to check your bag." Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's what the that's what the beepers do on the side, right? They, they you would be scary, track. Michael, like walking into a store and you have like a loss prevention shirt on. Why are we even talking about this? <laughs> it's so ra- we're so random. It's all relevant to the Psalms, especially the Psalm that you're going to be getting t- into. Speaking of, we went into we went into all that just by the way I said hello. Yeah, right. Well, I did sort of introduce it by stating the fact that you sounded like you were working at a department store. I'll say yo yeah. yo yo. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> no? no? Okay. Anyway, That's fine. Whatever. It's all good. Anyway, okay. we are uh, glad we are here in this episode, and we're going to continue as we walk through the Counseling Through the Psalms. Again, you can go to ChristianCounseling.com and get that ABC resource, Counseling Through the Psalms, uh, which is basically a resource to use in uh, the counseling room, uh, how you can use these psalms to uh, you know, minister to those uh, in session, and then also providing them growth assignments or homework, whatever you choose to use uh, outside of the room uh, with those things. But uh, Shauna, what psalm are we looking at today? Uh, We are going to do Psalms 27. Psalms 27. Psalms 27. And we just had recorded uh, Jeremy with Psalm 71. So go listen to that uh, first if you haven't listened to that yet. And um, I'm loving how these books turned out. You know, we started out with this idea and Jeremy was very supportive when I came to him on this and we talked about it and prayed about this resource for ABC. And so Counseling Through the Psalms was really our first book that we released. I don't know how many people knew that, but so I love the fact that not only the book, I'm just hearing all the different ways people are using it in the counseling sessions and just growing and how to uh, better counsel scripture has been just really encouraging. And then uh, last year, you know, for the September conference, we came out with the Counseling Through Bible Narratives. And so that's that was really fun just to see how people drew, um, you know, from the Old Testament and how to use those scriptures and passages in the counseling room. And then our April conference, which is four weeks away, we, we're releasing our new book, which is Counseling Through Scripture in the New Testament. And so obviously just a whole nother uh, area of um, of just being able to glean on how to best use this in the counseling room. And what was cool about the Psalms is, uh, you know, kind of going back to the Psalms is I didn't give anyone scripture assignments. It was just, you know, these are kind of leading counselors and pastors out there letting them choose. And what was really cool is even some of the the Psalms that were duplicates of seeing just the different ways to use a passage, right? Mm-hmm. So just mm-hmm. like Jeremy did in Psalm 71 in the, in the last podcast and how I'm doing today, you know, this is just kind of one way to just walk your counselee through this particular passage, but it's obviously not limited in this and, and, and only doing it this way. So the goal is for you when you read this in the book or you listen to this podcast, 
just obviously go to the Lord with this passage, praying over your counselee and allowing him to really just reveal and show to you kind of the ways of of how to help them interact with it. Um, but really what I would do for this particular Psalms is, you know, as I'm sitting down with the counselee is we would just open up the word together and we would read the passage. Uh, it's 14 scripture verses. And so uh, we would really just read it together and we would immediately talk about it. You know, what are the things that stood out to her? Um, you know, is there anything that, uh, just immediately, um, you know, that they don't understand or that they could apply to their, you know, their heart and life right then before I even kind of go into making my points. Do you guys do that as well? Like you kind of let them say, <laughs> you're just like staring at me so dramatically. Cause you're talking. <laughs> so I'm looking. Okay. You guys are so attentive right now. This is not a captive. Is it awkward You guys that have a captive audience. Yes. It's incredibly awkward. <laughs> incredibly awkward four eyes completely glued oh, waiting gosh. for your every oh, word two intelligent eye like four intelligent eyes that's so intimidating but anyways one of the things for this particular psalms is uh of, of just if, if you wanted to kind of narrow down a particular topic like my counselee is struggling with fear or anxiety is this is a great passage to take them to um you know when our fear is misplaced it can paralyze us and in that and being paralyzed it can cause unnecessary worry or anxiety so it's really important to understand what's our object of our fear so then we can redirect it to um, redirect our self-centered fear to a God-centered fear. So what I what I love about, you know, Psalms 27 is is obviously David, you know, his adversaries were out to kill him. And in that, I mean, how fearful that. Have you ever just stopped and thought about how horrible it would be to know that you have you were literally hiding from those who are wanting to to kill you mm-hmm. and unjustly at that. And one of the things that, you know, learning, going through that commentary of the Psalms that was edited by Kent is the fact that that he still prayed for his people. So like the people who were out to get him, you can see in the Psalms, like as you read it, that he was actually praying for them. And I'm like, do we do that? Like those who are against us, do we actually pray for them? And so one of the things is like, okay, if we have fear, if it's causing anxiety and worry, there's so many different ways that this could be playing out. In, every, in, in everyone's lives and everyone's hearts, but how we can glean from how David prayed for the people and ultimately found refuge in the Lord, right? Why, how can we find refuge in the Lord? Because obviously God is, is in control. So despite his enemies, David rejoiced in the waiting. He rejoiced in the uncertainties because he had confidence in God alone. So kind of the points of, of this Psalms that I draw out is a few things. One, David prayed in adoration, David rest, rested in virtues that came from the Lord. David sought God for wisdom and direction. And David kept his eyes on the Lord. Do y'all have any immediate thoughts to that? Yeah, I think that's that's kind of even back to you know what we were talking about in the last episode um, with Psalm 71. That progression of where the psalmist is acknowledging where they are, whether it's turmoil within or adversaries against them, um, whatever the circumstance and them crying out to the Lord and you see just the nakedness of their fear and how they are crying out to the Lord asking for help. And then when they get to this point where you, there's several verses within these 14 verses that David is going back to, like you mentioned a moment ago, this, you know, this God oriented fear where these statements that he's making are these proclamations back to God are coming from that heart of fear towards God, right? Which Proverbs tells us that, you know, the fear, you know, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Right. And that's obviously what David's demonstrating here is in the the difficulty of what he's experiencing. Wisdom tells him God's word tells him to call on me. And that's what he's doing. 
So you see his faith at work as a result of his troubles mm-hmm. and what he's concerned about. And in the counseling room, that's what we're trying to re- reorient their focus to is, again, they're horizontally focused, but we try to reorient them vertically, which is really what this psalm is doing. So those are my initial thoughts. And having a God-centered fear. Yeah. Yeah. So you can take the psalm and you can read it all together, all 14 verses, or you can break it down. You can go through verses 1 through 6 and really show how David expresses his confidence in the Lord. And then you can go through uh, verses 7 through 12, where David prays for continued victory. And then lastly, 13 and 14, where he rejoices in his Mm. waiting on the Lord, which is really awesome. I mean, just in verse 1. All right, here's verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life, and whom shall I be afraid? I mean, three points right here in just one verse about the Lord is the Lord is my light. And what do we know about the light, right? It overcomes darkness. The Lord is my salvation, which guarantees the defeat of all enemies and provides eternal hope, right? Pointing to Christ. The Lord is my stronghold, which obviously will uh, assure David's safety and his refuge and protection against all assault. And that's that's incredibly comforting. And just that one verse, right, of no matter what we're going through or what we're experiencing or anxiety that our, our body might be um, that might be feeling, it's, we can just rest in knowing these truths about the Lord. Yeah, that's really good. And you mentioned verse 13 and 14. And what's interesting about verse 13, I believe that I shall look, that verb there, shall look, looking upon the goodness of the Lord, and that is to experience something conceived of as being present during the experiences so as to view it. In other words, you mentioned anxiety. If if I'm looking the way, and the New Testament does the same thing, right? Uh, Corinthians, uh, Paul says that in Corinthians, says in Colossians, the idea of looking to the Lord fixing our gaze, like you said a moment ago. So there's a there's a heart-level response in our anxiety when we look to the Lord. We're believing that regardless of what we're feeling in the moment, because that's obviously what anxiety does, right? It physiologically drives us to something because of something we're conce- convinced of, perceived or not, right? Mm-hmm. As far as, in- as anxiety is concerned to where just the, just the physical reaction of looking upon something. And so what do we do? We look up to the Lord. And so uh, verse 13 and, and then going into verse 14, Upon looking to the Lord and his goodness, right? So if I'm looking at his goodness as opposed to the fear that I'm experiencing and the anxiety that's ensuing as a result, looking to verse 14, and that's where the that's where the resting comes in as you're talking about, Shauna, that passive reality of waiting for the Lord. And how do we wait for the Lord? Well, it, the verse says to be strong and to let your heart take courage. So these, again, the grammar in the text, like these verbs require something of us. And I think that's why I, another reason why I love the Psalms is that it forces us to do business with the, of our current state of anxiety and different things to where we it's an active response in the Lord. And so when I look at this Psalm, that's what I see continually um, that he's, where he's even asking, I think, towards the, the beginning of the Psalm where he's like, that I would continually look to you. Um, so again, this being in the house of the Lord, being in his presence, all of these things, it's just reminding the counselee of these things and just the actions that are happening throughout this Psalm kind of begin to, um, dissipate the anxiety to some extent, right? Cause that's, that, that's what David's doing. It's like, he's trying to calm his heart with the truth of God's word, God's presence, the truth of his word waiting upon the Lord, believing that the Lord will act. <laughs> no, that's good. I mean, and, and it's not just in 14, right? In verse 4, he says, I'll gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. Mm. In verse 8, your face, Lord, do I seek. In verse 10, the Lord will take me, you know? So despite 
you know, the abandonment that he felt, the rejection from his people, um, he had faith that the Lord would not forsake him, mm-hmm. you know, and he was able to rest in that. And um, Verse 3, I will be confident. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, you know, there's a lot of those situations where if you can imagine yourself in that, you're trying to figure it out. Like, what do I do next? You know, and just the anxiety that it would bring as, you know, what are they going to do to me? And, and what can I do to escape that? Um, and I love how David sought God for wisdom and direction, right? Not just figuring it out on his own. In verse seven, he says, you know, hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. He continues to pray for victory, knowing that his safety and salvation is from God alone. It's not from the few men that he had around him. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, Lord, teach me your way. He relied on the on the word and the will of God, praying for his wisdom and direction and asked him to lead me on a level path. There's Just, nothing level about anxiety, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. He had to really trust in God, you know, and and how many times in our life do we have those types of things that happen to where um, I can't remember what you I think I think it was like one, one of you, either Jeremy or, or Michael in the last podcast was just saying, like going back to those basics of the things in our life that we can incredibly be grateful for. And I, th- I think that's one of the things, too, to where sometimes though I'll be going through something. And when I'm reading these passages and realizing the reality of actually how safe my life really is and, mm-hmm. you know, the things that I'm actually getting fearful or anxious about compared to some of these things of what Paul, you know, shipwrecked and beaten. And then the things like David is, is running from those who want to harm him, the people that he was called to be king and, and serve over, which is obviously pointing us to Christ. Right, who ultimately was rejected, and 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 you know, Christ praying out to God, Lord, forgive them; they they know not what they do. And so, um, it it, sta- it like you said, stabilizes right when we marinate on those things of realizing that 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 God is a God alone, you know, and and it's 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 really okay in what I'm going through. And look what God did for David. Look what God did for Paul. Look what God and how He was present with Jesus and his sufferings and he's present with me now. Yeah. And I think what's good about that too, because I oftentimes, you know, with a lot of our counselees when they're in these particular States, one thing that more often than not is the case is that they're not in the word. So they don't have this active commentary of God's word in their hearts to put them on that level path, to uh, help them gaze their eye upon the Lord or to seek after him in his presence or uh, in his sanctuary. All these uh, these active things that David mentions in the psalm, these things aren't typically present in a lot of our consulees because they're gripped in fear of the anxiety or depression or whatever it may be, and they, they have removed themselves uh, from the Lord's sanctuary, from his presence in that sense. Um, and that's when it becomes very difficult. So that's actually an, an honor that we have is to help reorient that focus for them and to say, you know, like Jeremy mentioned in the last podcast, uh, just about journaling these things or creating a psalm for yourself or all of a sudden, whether it's a lament or whatever it is, but helping the counselees begin to capture the true state of writing out where they are and then applying it to to verses like this or to Psalms like this to help them begin to develop consistently a commentary to combat that anxiety and depression that they face on a regular basis. Cause that's the hardest thing, mm-hmm. right? Is if we're trying to, we're trying to help them remove the depression or anxiety, but we're not giving anything in, in its place. It becomes a, a vain task. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Jeremy, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. Something that stands out to me here is a foundational teaching of biblical counseling is that life and circumstances expose the heart. Yeah. Going back to the words of Jesus, where your treasure is that there, your heart will be also. And I think this Psalm gives a wonderful portrait of where we want to be 
when we find ourselves in trial yeah. or we find ourselves in danger or uh, struggling with anxiety. Um, I think this is a great model. We want to center our hearts on God. We want God to be our treasure. Uh, we want his glory to be our treasure because so many good things you can see for David uh, come to him uh, as he centers himself on God, strength and courage and a sense of safety. And um, so I just, I, I love how uh, this portrays to us um, a wonderful way that we should be thinking about things uh, and thinking about God in the context of difficult circumstances. Yeah, that's good. And that's the thing is like all these things that David is appealing to, they're not vacuous. They're, they just didn't appear out of thin air. Like mm-hmm. he saturated himself in God's word. Yeah. Right. Psalm 19, clear, 119 clearly mm-hmm. demonstrates that. And mm-hmm. so I think that's probably one of the biggest takeaways of counseling through the Psalms is helping our counselees uh, really begin to see that in order for us to really know the Lord, rely on the Lord, wait on the Lord, all of these things that David's mentioning in the Psalm is we have to get our counselees realizing that they have to be in the word of God. Yes. Um, because without that, it is a vain, vain task. That's right. So, Sean, any thoughts? No, you guys are doing much better than, than I. Great job. <laughs> no, thank, thank you guys for the input. I, I think that's really awesome. And, and I, I just hope not only, I know this is like a shorter podcast than the other ones, but, you know, the, the goal is just to really kind of give our biblical counselors a starting point. Hopefully that we've provided input that maybe either affirms something that you've already been thinking about or uh, encourages you with a new thought because um, I'm just thankful for you. I'm thankful for your call to, to, to be a biblical counselor or pastor and just how you guys are seeking to learn and grow, not only for your own heart and your own life. And so hopefully you're obviously applying these into into your own um, into your own study and, and reflection time, but then how that will overflow into those that you are caring for and loving. And so just thank you for your service. I know that um, it's oftentimes, sometimes counseling, right? We don't really get a thank you or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, even know sometimes, you know, sometimes I'm like, Lord, just show me the fruit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just give me a glimpse of what you're doing in their life uh, so that I may rejoice in you and be encouraged. And sometimes we don't see it, but we can still rejoice in the Lord. And David did that, right? He didn't even have it all. He didn't rejoice after this glorified testimony. You know, sometimes we get on these videos, we watch these testimony videos and we're rejoicing with them after we feel like, you know, that anyway, I don't know where I'm going with like that. Like the completed work, yeah, not the like work the during. Exactly. Thank yeah. you for the right words on that. And so, I love that, that we can rejoice in just what we know to be true about God and his faithfulness and trusting in him in that way. And so one of the things that I even put in here as like after, uh, after, after counseling, you know, for their after assignment, after session assignment is, um, you know, obviously there's journaling questions for them to really uh, take time. One of the things I see constantly and why I think from a biblical counseling standpoint, where we're always giving some type of journaling exercise for them to reflect on is because I think we've gotten ourselves so busy that we don't actually take the time to just sit still and really to think about these things. And so a lot of these things in our life are impacting or causing these anxieties or causing these fears, and we have no clue what it is. And so we just try to like self-medicate or like, mm-hmm. you know, just keep doing more or well, or numb it, right? Numb yeah. it with TV and all these other types of things to where we're not really taking time to address it regardless if that stirs additional emotions well think about it to your point most people have been ingrained with the notion 
from a biblical perspective or from the church, they're what they're hearing in churches, just 10, 15 minutes a day. That's all mm-hmm. you got to have with the mm-hmm. Lord. Mm-hmm. Like how effective, I'm not saying it's not effective ultimately, but when they're experiencing certain things, 10, 15 minutes a day, competing with the racing your thoughts are and how the volume and capacity of your thoughts and emotions, what's 10, 15 minutes really ultimately going to mm-hmm. do? Mm-hmm. And I just, so that, that, that would be yeah. one of those encouragements to the counselees is. Well, and we don't just start off our day with the Lord and that's it. Like he's throughout the day. Right. And so some of these things that you journal or scripture that you're meditating on, it's not just starting out in the morning in prayer, but how are we praying and going to the Lord all throughout the day? Uh, right. And yeah. serving him all, everything we do is for the yeah. Lord. And, and I mean, I understand the notion where I understand the context typically where that's coming from. Cause at this point we're just trying to get people to do something, right. to start something habitually. So it, there is that piece to it. But if we're still giving that encouragement, you know, 10 years later in our church and that, and we're still at 10, 15 minutes a day or whatever that is, like we're working against the grain, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, of our souls. And, uh, just really understanding the, the the reality of sin in our hearts and minds, and and God's grace, and developing uh, that soul care that we need, and God's grace, and the reality of the gospel in our lives. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and so these questions that I have on here are designed for them to, you know, for us to stop. You know, that's the the important part of that journaling is to encourage our counselee, even ourselves, to how are we actually just slowing down, spending time to really reflect on on just God's love and faithfulness and just consider certain things, you know, well, there's questions here of what what is currently, you know, what are you currently fearful for in your life? Um, you know, do you feel attacked or unloved or maybe hurt by someone right now? Um, you know, are you at odds with someone and how can we discuss those particular situations and whether it's what someone else is doing or just how we, you know, are, are viewing a situation, allowing someone to talk that through with no judgment and just really being able to listen well and, and ask some questions for them to take back to the Lord are really important. And so those are the things that we can help them to practically think through and write out. Um, and then just obviously, how are we taking that back to the Lord? But one of the things I put on here that I don't know if I I've actually put this on any of my other entries um, for, for these books, but, you know, how are we praying for specific virtues? You know, we spend a lot of time on our outward beauty when you think about, like, especially us ladies, right? Well, actually, maybe more Michael than me, but... <laughs> As far as our marriage, Michael, you're the pretty one, but um, it, it's it's more about like how are we praying for our inward beauty? You know, how are we going to the Lord and saying, Lord, pray? I just pray to have more patience. Lord, I pray to have courage, even if I'm not even going through anything where I can see that I need courage in this moment. We still need to be proactive about asking the Lord for Lord, just give me the strength that can only come from you. I don't know what's up ahead of for my day today or this week or what's going on in my family unit, but you do and you see it all. And so Lord, would you help me to grow in that, in that particular area, right? Of spiritual maturity. And so do you pray for those things? Do you pray for inward beauty, babe? Every day <laughs> when I'm in the word, that beauty. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need strength to endure your wife. Yep. Any courage. <laughs> well, <that's good. laughs> uh, any thoughts, Jeremy, on that? No, I love it. You pray for inner beauty? Well, I, I pray for strength <laughs> and change. Yeah. 
always yeah 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 that's awesome um okay well i i hope you guys are enjoying these counseling through the psalms and as we work through psalms 27 uh we're excited to bring you some special guests on the next podcast coming up with some of these uh, other authors who've contributed to the counseling through psalms book so purchase your book now at christiancounseling.com in the store and uh and and anxious or patiently not anxiously but patiently wait for the next uh, podcast see you next time